In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we are going to take on the February blues. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun things that you can do to start off your February with a bang and keep going throughout the month. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Laura, we are almost into February. We are the February blues. I know. Yeah. Do you get them? I mean, a little bit. I feel like a little bit less since we've been running, because we're outside on a pretty consistent basis, even in the cold. But yeah, I get them. I have to actually think about my month of February and make sure I've planned some really fun things or else it's just going to be a blah month the whole way through. Right. I know. And that's so sad since that's your birthday month. You need to live somewhere else during February, Stephanie. I should. <laughs> I think I might just teach in Orlando, Florida okay. during the month of February and I'll come back in March. I think that works. That'll be fantastic. Have you heard about this Blue Monday thing? Actually, I haven't. Tell me more. Blue Monday is reported to be the saddest, most depressing Monday of the entire year. The most depressing day of the entire year. What? Can we just get rid of that Monday and skip right to Tuesday that week? I think it should be a national holiday. Yeah, probably so, because that sounds awful. We should make Blue Monday Margarita Day. (gasps) Yeah, though I think there's already Margarita Day, but there could be two there Margarita should be Days. Blue Margarita Day. Yes. We'll go ahead and start that petition. Right? Margaritas yeah. and those little party poppers. Yep. We could fix Blue Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so Blue Monday is this thing. It's like the third Monday in January where it is so cold, so dark, and you have a credit card bill from Christmas <laughs> oh. that is also cold and dark. Yep. And very long. And supposedly you haven't met your New Year's resolutions. So you've well and failed by the third Monday in January. So you're depressed and it's awful. And that is called Blue Monday. We're sorry to take you down that depressing road. But you've made it through. (laughs) It's no longer Blue Monday. Right. we, We got past it. It is like something that has been marketed for years. And it actually is not based on any scientific evidence. Did you know that? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it sounds about right, though. It's it's a marketing scheme out there. So Sky Travel out of Europe decided that they wanted you to take vacations in um, January. Blue Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And so they said, hey, here's the most depressing day of the year. Why don't you go to Fiji? <laughs> <laughs> the CR sales skyrocket. We think that there's something to this winter blues. Most definitely. I mean, I know a lot of people who love winter, who just relish in it, like would like to roll around in winter. Like they love winter. 
I am not one of them. I'm not either. Yeah. The only thing in my family that is the winter person is our Bernie's mountain dog. <laughs> he seems to like winter. We don't know. He's 14 weeks. So, so he doesn't know either, really. <laughs> we'll check in next year. Yeah. And see, see how much winter, winter. Yeah. he likes. I have figured out that I need to combat whatever this Blue Monday, February blah situation is in order for me to be kind and happy and nice throughout the month of February. So I think definitely one thing that you can do, even though it's so gosh darn cold, is to just go ahead and bundle up and get outside, whether that's for five minutes a day, whether that's for a 15-minute walk, or maybe you're going to go ahead and go on a three-mile run, something, because it's not about how cold it is. It's how you dress for the cold. So if you have dressed appropriately for the cold, the cold doesn't feel so bad. And I even use this with my preschoolers. Like, even when it's 10 degrees, I'm like, okay, guys, everybody bundle up, hats, scarves, coats, gloves, and we're going to go out there and we're going to run for five minutes because it's fresh air. It's good for you. We need it. Have I convinced you yet? Yeah, um, mostly. I think that a double layer of fleece line tights and about four layers of something on top, a couple of layers of gloves, some head scarfs, and then like something to go over top of all of that, and my COVID mask. You'll be good. And I think I'll be good to get outside. Okay. I I know I have to do it. Yes. But then you come home and you got to wash all that stuff, Laura. You don't have to wash everything. Just wash the layer that was touching your skin. All right. And then put the other layers back on over a new layer oh. that was touching your skin the next time you go out. Right. So you've got yeah. a, like a rotating yes. skin-touching situation. So you're really only washing the things that were directly next to your skin. And then the rest of it you can use for multiple times that you go out. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. Let's okay. let's do that. We need to get outside more. Absolutely. All right. What else do we do to combat this uh, February blah? Well, I mean, obviously you're outside. So go ahead and, and do something. I mean, just like I tell our preschoolers, like when they're like, I'm cold. I'm like, go ahead and run. I mean, and I start running with them because when you're running, your blood is pumping and it's going to get you warm. And it also produces all those inocannabinoids. What are they? What are they called? Endocannabinoids. Yeah, I just can't. It's one of those words I can't say. Endocannabinoids. Yeah. Uh, some of our previous episodes, we talk about this thing that our body makes that are called endocannabinoids that have a feel kind of like cannabis. Yeah, uh, and it's like 100 percent natural and in us. So you get some of those if you bundle up, go outside, and you exercise. There we go. So that'll be a way to combat those February blahs. And then nutrition. Yeah, it's important. And we know just from our own research studies that we've done on ourselves that when we eat kind of for the taste maybe and junk food and food that's comforting and a lot of carbs, we tend to feel kind of bull. So if you're already going into the month feeling bull because of the weather, you don't want to engorge in all those different types of foods. Yeah, that makes sense. So you have to do other foods. So what kind of foods do we need to do? So we need to do foods that have omega-3s, vitamin C, vitamin D, and foods that are high in serotonin, um, which serotonin is going to help you improve your mood and help you relax. 
So that's amazing. That's a win. Yes. Yeah. So what kinds of foods are those? Um, so we need to think about kiwi, sour cherries, bananas, uh, plums, pineapples, tomatoes. Essentially, you know, we're going to go back and talk about the same things, like the fruits, the vegetables, the leafy greens, all of those the things. The dark greens. Yeah. yeah. The, the fish, the lean meats. Yeah. I feel like it's just the same messages coming at us in a variety of different ways, but that I actually need to consciously think about going and buying a bunch of fresh stuff, yes, keeping it in our house, and then eating salmon like twice a week. Right. You know, I went and got strawberries the other day. They were actually a decent price at Sam's Club, and they were so red, and they were so beautiful, and I was like, I haven't had strawberries in so long just because they're not, they don't tend to be really flavorful right now in the winter. And so I haven't been buying them. And I brought them home and oh my goodness, they were heaven. And it did say grown in Florida. So I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it made me happy. I enjoyed eating them. They were delicious. And it, I think it's just sometimes hard to get those fruits that are ripe during this time. So I yeah. think that's when you got to lean to your citrus, yeah. you know, because you can definitely get the citrus in the wintertime. Yeah. So some thoughts about beating those February blahs as we start off February. We're going to have an amazing, sunshiny month. Laura, we haven't lifted for a really long time. We haven't. We've been focusing on that half marathon, those 13 miles. 13 miles is a lot to run, folks. So, yeah, we had to focus on that because we didn't want to be drug across the finish line or walking across the finish line or, or gosh forbid, like passed by the balloon ladies. Then you don't get a medal. Right. Yeah. We needed that medal. Yeah. So we were focused on running. Yes. So uh, now we're lifting again. We are. And we've learned a lot. I mean, we didn't lose it, but things are hard when you walk away from them for a bit. They are. Our planks, for example. Oh, my goodness. That one-minute plank was harder than the 13 miles. I was sore for a week after we did a plank last week. So we ran 13 miles, check, and, like, you know, a bit later, we do a plank, and I can't stand the next day. <laughs> What's up with that? It means that we weren't doing our two-minute planks daily after all those 10-mile runs, which we should have been. Now, yep. now we've learned. We've learned. And so we've started back on our workout schedule again, which includes two days of strength training each week. We do this because we know it's good for our bones. We know it's good for our metabolism. We know that it's generally good for our long-term health. And also, we've learned that a good solid leg workout supports the running. It does. So our week consists of arm days and leg days. Yes. And so with our arm days, we try to incorporate also like chest and shoulders back because we know that all that is important too. But of course, during those arm days, we'll do biceps and triceps. I mean, I love a good arm day. I feel so strong when we lift some crazy arm weights. We try to build our leg workouts to help with our running because we did that first half marathon and we've got 
ones in the future that we want to do. So we're not stopping our running by any means. So we want to build our leg workouts to help with that running goal of ours. So that includes a lot of hip thrusts. We've learned that those are important. Split squats. We've learned that those are important. Also, one-legged exercises are good for running. Many articles have come out with support with that. It just helps with the balance and um, the formation of your running. So we've included that. And of course, we've had a few box jumps because we've been missing those. Yes, we have. And box jumps are our celebration for most everything. So with our birthdays coming up, we'll be adding those box jumps in the tens as we uh, celebrate being older in our 40s. So one more thing to think about with running that surprised me was that after our race, we needed to give ourselves a rest, that we couldn't just up and run 13 miles like the following week. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that we wanted to. Not yet. Not yet, at least. But yeah, so we did wait a few days to run, period. And then that very first run, I feel like it was maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. it And it was a tough 20 minutes. It was. Which surprised me. I've only run one other half marathon. And the last time I did it, I went back and tried to run again and it was really, really hard. And then I just didn't want to run anymore for a while. And so this one, as we did the research about kind of recuperating from a half, I learned that that's kind of a thing that the running after a half can be hard. Yes. And so she was really worried about going into this half marathon, even like on our trip down to Disney. She was like, we've got to have our workouts planned. She's like, I'm worried that we're going to run this half marathon and then we're never going to run again. And I was like, I mean, I've got some running shoes that we haven't even broken in yet, so we're not going to (laughs) stop. But my experience previous to that was that happened. I ran, I did this all on my own. I ran my half marathon because I wanted to. And then I quit because it was hard. hard. Allowing ourselves several days of rest and then just a few short runs. And by short, I mean 20 minutes, 30 minutes, much shorter than what we'd been doing coming up to the half marathon. And I think we've done one long run of what, four miles? Yes. So that's been the longest that that we've run. Four-mile run was two weeks after our half. Yes. Uh, So I think that at that point, it felt good. It did feel good. A little bit of thought about how we are working our weight workouts into our new workout routine for the months of January and February, and also how we are continuing with the cardio or the run. important to think about mindfulness in the wintertime, just like it's important to think about it in the spring, in the summer, on a Monday, on a weekend, all those things. Um, But mindfulness in the winter might look different or it might just be packaged a little bit differently. Um, But during this time, these winter months, it's almost that hibernation period. It really is. Isn't there like a terminology for this time? Like huggy or higgy? What's it called? Huga? It's yeah. the cozy word. Yeah. It's H-Y-G-G-E. 
Okay. And it stands for all things comfy and cozy. And there's actually like ways to decorate your house that way. Okay. And like soft fabrics and knits and warm cups of coffee and hot Things chocolate. Things help you hibernate. Yeah. So mindfulness in the winter might be a time for us to remind ourselves to slow down. Yes. Just taking that time, you know, it's cold out. So you're going to get out for a little bit for your um, mood booster, but you're probably not going to stay out all day. Right. So get out. And allow yourself the opportunity to read a great book. Yes. Watch a great film. Maybe one of those Oscar nominees that are coming up. Maybe listen to some fantastic music. Maybe cuddle up with the blanket and take a little nap. Yes. Listen to Friends Fit 40s. You do that too. Yes. All those things are going to help kind of have that cozy feeling. So you can't forget that the winter also, especially in where we live in the Midwest and further north, offers us an opportunity for scenery that we don't get during the summer. This is true. We get to enjoy some snow falling down, covering the world as far as we can see with a blanket of white. We also get to enjoy what streams and lakes look like when they're frozen. Sometimes they have interesting designs. I actually really do enjoy looking at frozen creeks. There's one I pass every day on my way to work, and I actually didn't notice it when it wasn't frozen for a long time. And now that it's frozen, it's very obvious when I drive by. And it is really cool to look at. I enjoy that part of my drive. And we have to take it in because by March, April, in our place, it's gone. Yep. So enjoy it in this moment. Um, Bundle up and enjoy it in this moment. So birds are more visible during this time of year. Without the camouflage of all the leaves and just the bare branches. Yeah. I saw a hawk today and I was like, oh my gosh, I can see this whole hawk. And we have seen with the leaves fall, uh, multiple eagles. We have. Which is really cool. It's easy to get pictures of them that way too. And so bird watching might be something that you could take on for a day or two or as a permanent hobby. Um, Something that is really interesting and fun. And Laura, you have found a new tea. That you have been raving to me about. I have. So it's just a sleepy time tea, but it's got chamomile and mint. And it's an herbal tea. It's caffeine-free. And honestly, it's become part of my bedtime routine. I drink that cup of tea, and it's probably all mental, but I do feel like it helps me sleep because there's a couple nights where I was like, oh, I'm not sleeping well. And I turn to my husband, I'm like, I haven't been drinking my tea And so then I got myself a cup of tea and I drank it and I slept better. So I'm probably, it's probably all mental, but it does, it smells good when it's brewing. It's that holding the cup of warm tea with your hands wrapped around the mug. It's just part of that nestling in and it does, it helps me prepare me for bed. And so who makes this tea, Laura? Oh, I knew you were going to ask. I believe it's Bigelow. Okay. Yep. And uh, Celestial Seasonings has ones too. It's about uh, between two fifty and three fifty a box for a box of twenty. So, All um, right. really reasonably priced. It can be bought at any of your major grocery stores. Nothing fancy. Also, speaking of tea, 
this season is a great season to visit with a friend because it gets darker earlier. Yes. So you can bring those conversations in. I always feel like sometimes because the darkness comes so early, I feel like at bedtime and it's just six o'clock. Yeah. So invite a friend over. There you go. For after dinner, after dinner tea and share a story or two. Oh, I love that idea. Wear your cozy socks. Oh, yes. Yeah. And have one for your friend. Have a pair for your friend. Yeah. Very fun. So have you ever heard of this thing called yin yoga? No. I mean, I've heard of yoga. But what's the yin part of it? The yin part of it is like a slowed down version of yoga. Oh. But can yoga get slower? Um, Apparently so. It's the yin variety. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to have to check out this yin yoga. I know. And so it is holding these poses for longer. And it's just, you know, it's just... Breathing in that moment. Yeah. So yoga with Adrienne, of course, is our our favorite. She's our favorite because she has a free YouTube channel that you can just Google search yoga with Adrienne and you can come up with yin yoga on her channel. So she has an introduction to yin yoga. Get your blankets and pillows ready because you need that for the yin yoga. Okay. She also has cozy yoga. Oh. Yeah. She also has one, a a yoga for when you're not feeling well. Oh. Which I think is great because I think it is oftentimes during the winter months, you can get those colds, flu season. And I think we've done her not feeling well yoga. It's like, I don't know. It's not necessarily called that. Like yoga for when you're sick, I think. So- there you're, you go. If you're not feeling great while you're listening to this podcast, check out her yoga. Or yin yoga. Or yin yoga. If you just want to slow it down a little bit. All right, Laura, now it is time for our weekly homework. Okay, we've thrown a lot of new things at you this week. We've talked about having arm workouts. We've talked about having lake workouts. We've talked about getting outside in the cold. We've talked about trying omega-3s, vitamin C, vitamin D, and adding those things like sour cherries and bananas and plantains. We've talked about slowing down and cozying up all of this stuff. Yin yoga, going outside and observing ice and birds. So choose something. Any of them. Something you haven't done or something you haven't done for a really long time and you love. And let this be the moment where February becomes alive for you. A month of new things. There we go. And in the meantime, enjoy your week. Go, move, breathe, share kindness with others. You You got got this. Do you love Friends Fit 40s? Subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you.